You don't want to make the mistake of recruiting people to serve entirely based on the departmental needs of your church. When people feel that you're recruiting them just to serve your ends, then people tend to re be repelled by that. They tend to back away from that. And I want to show you today two different ways to recruit people into the life of your church, and this will help you build a leadership pipeline. Hi, John Finkelty here from Grow a Healthy Church. Today, I'm going to show you two different ways to recruit people into your church, a skills-based way and a needs-based way. I'm going to show you why this is necessary to do this, and also I'm going to give you the opportunity to serve form. You can download it. There's a link in the notes that you'll be able to download, which really helps you recruit in this particular style. So let's jump in. It's important, I think, to create two recruitment doors when you're running a recruitment campaign. One of the doors is pretty obvious. What are the needs in the church? Are there needs in children's ministry, in your worship team, in the greeting area, in the hospitality area, in running small groups, in the men's ministry, women's ministry? What are the needs within the church? And I think it's good to actually promote those needs. But when you do promote them, make sure that you promote them according to the actual needs. So just don't say, hey, we need more people on the worship team. It's far better to say, and also it helps prayer, if you say, what we need on the worship team is one new keyboarder and two guitarists. What we need in the hospitality team is someone who's a trained barista or someone who's willing to be trained as a barista for our brand new coffee machine. So the more specific you are, the more likely someone's to go, oh, Oh, actually, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a barista. I did that when I was a student. I, I could jump into that. Rather than just say, hey, we need someone to help in the cafe, people let it go by. But something more specific or, hey, I've been learning guitar for a year or two. I didn't know the church needed it. It looked like to me they had plenty of guitarists. Hey, man, if they need a new guitar player. So make sure that your needs base is not generic because if it's generic, everybody can opt out. If it's specific and you go, Oh man, I play a guitar. Oh, that guitar is really nice, and and I'm looking for opportunities to grow in my music skill. And maybe there's maybe there's a place for me. Maybe I could have a go at that. So there you go. Make sure your needs base are really specific. Now, it's important to recruit people, or not only to the needs of the church, but to turn it around because people are going to do the old WIFM, W I I F M. What's in it for me? Whenever you ask people to serve and you call them to sacrifice, that question, as godly and as Christian as they might be, that question is going to go on in their mind and in their heart. They're going to be saying, well, is there a place for what my skill set is? So I've come up with five skill sets that are on the opportunity to serve form. Now, you can adapt these and change these and anyway as much as you like. But these are five that I kind of think about when uh, I would run recruitment campaigns in our church. First one was the tech head. People who love just to work in anything that's technical. This might be sound desk, computers, lighting, multimedia. It might be editing stuff. It might be developing software apps for the church, all sorts of things. But people who are tech heads, you can tap into those tech heads so much in church today. Second group is a friendly face. People who just kind of Love being around people. They're sanguine. They kind of love hanging around people. They have a 
a resting face. There's usually a smile. They like connecting with strangers. They have that hospitality bent. They love engaging in conversations. They're really caring for others. They're very warm. They're a friendly face. They're, they're people who just kind of make especially new people feel very at home. Third group are the creatives. This is your photographers, your videographers, your singers, your, your musicians, your graphic designers, your dance people, your design people, your set design, but also your, your furniture design, the, the furnishings of your church, all that area of art and craft and creativity and writing and poetry and plays and every aspect of creativity you can think of. There are people in your church who love writing. They're brilliant at writing. And they're the sort of people that you want help when you're writing your blog posts. They're the sort of people when you're, you're writing some, some copy, some blurb to promote an event. Get those people writing the words, crafting the words. Maybe using a bit of AI to start. People with that skill set, oh my goodness, they got a way with words that draws you into that event or that story or that blog post. Fourth is connection builders. These are people who are fairly natural networkers. These are people who love to kind of connect with other people, but then also take great, great joy in linking people together. They make great small group leaders. They make great team leaders. They make great department leaders because they can see, hey, you do well there. Let's link you up here. Let's connect you here or Come to my connect group. We've got a great connect group. Come to my small group. Come to my ministry over here. So there are connect builders, people who are natural networkers. And some of you are, who are into this episode are going, I think that's my skill set. Yep, I actually think it's one of mine. I do have an ability to create networks, to build networks, to network with people. And it's just a natural uh, for me. Those people get them involved, especially in team leading. And the fifth one is task lovers. These are the list lovers. These are the admin people. These are the people who love ticking the boxes. These are people who love filling out, oh, let's get you registered for the youth camp. Oh, let's get you signed in for the children's ministry. Oh, let's organize all those areas of the opportunity to serve form. Let's do all the processing of those forms. Oh, let me add it. Databases, a data entry, analyzing the entry. All the task lovers, the admin people, the people who just let me out a job. Now, this also can, can go into the area of maintenance of the church property. It's because task lovers are, hey, look, I'm not really good at connecting with people, but, but give, me that, give me that room to paint and, man, I'll get it organized. I'll get a few blokes in with me and we'll get it happening, get it done. Oh, you, you need a busy bee to get the garden sort of leave it with me. I'll, I'll get into that and I'm happy to come down to the church Monday morning and Make sure there's no rubbish lying around. I'll clean a few things up and do a bit of weeding and task lovers, people who just love to get in, those sort of things. Now, download the opportunity to serve form and use it when you're recruiting to people. In the previous episode, I really emphasized the fact that use the opportunity to serve form every single weekend of the annual recruitment campaign. Get people to fill it out, tick their box. And I remember once when I did this, I actually got people, I preached through these five different areas. It's a great sermon, actually. You preach through it and you can put people out there as examples of a task lover, an admin person, the networking, friendly face, the creative, all those different areas. 
all those different areas. You can actually highlight people just to go, oh, yeah, they do. They do love that sort of admin stuff, don't they? Oh, yeah, they're, they're into that. Gee, they are a friendly face. That is, that is so true. Gee, they're very artistic, aren't they? That's, that's true. And also, I'd get people to go, who, who do you think, you really think you're, you're, you're a task lover? You're an admin person. People put their hands up. And so then you recruit people according to their wiring. People feel valued, respected, and honored through this process. But also, here's the brilliant thing for you, is that people serve in an area that is a brilliant fit for them. It's the right shape. It's like the hand going into the, the tailor-made glove where they go, oh, yes, that's the right fit for me. If, if you put a task lover as a greeter, they may get the job done okay. But if you put a friendly face as a greeter, oh, my goodness, they're going to shine. Every person comes through the door will feel warmly welcome, not, not kind of like, right, you're in here now, go find your seat, sorted, right, box tick. Put that person on the door. You want that friendly face. So there you go. Download the opportunity to serve Foreman. Thank you if you've already a subscriber. But if you haven't subscribed, that smash that subscribe button because you don't want to miss the coming episodes on building a leadership pipeline.